Yeah. Weezy, out of here. <laughs> not one, not two, not three, not four, five in a row. Five in a row and two over Philly this year. Two. Do you think it's do you think Golden Tate's like super pissed that he's lost to the Cowboys three times this year? Yeah, remember when everyone said, Goat, that we got fleeced because Golden Tate went for a third and Amari Cooper went for a first? Yeah, actually, uh, I know we, we normally wait till the end of the, the pod to read hilarious things, but I went back and was reading some tweets about that trade, the Amari trade, when it went down, um, and found a uh, kind of a particularly funny one. Um, I have it here somewhere. Ah, Ever spend big money on a pair of kicks only to have your rival roll up with a better pair that cost $100 less? That's how the Cowboys feel watching the Eagles get golden tape for a third. Oh, shit. Big talk from Adam Rank. You know, um, everyone was clearly wrong about that. And I would go on and say that the only receiver traded before the trade deadline that's done anything for their team is Amari Cooper. Wait, you're saying that like if the Cowboys are able to get – we got all of Golden Tate's production, all 189 yards in one touchdown that he's gotten in eight games. Like that wouldn't be good? No, that wouldn't be. He played 24 snaps in their biggest game of the year, which is weird because he was killing it in Detroit pre-trade. Yeah, I don't know, man. Must be a bum. Or Philly's just bums. Agreed. Vince is a bum. Peterson's a fraud. Oh, we're going to get into it. Guys, this is – Boys will be boys. We've been doing this lately. We just get so into it so quickly. We forget to tell them what the show is. Um, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. As we said, this is Boys Will Be Boys coming to you live from a victory week following yet another win uh, by your Dallas Cowboys. Winners of five straight. They're now eight and five. Top ten in rankings. Leading the NFC East. The rest of the division is just collapsing into a just pile of tears and claims that the refs screwed them. Just as we all predicted leaving that Monday night game against ah, Tennessee. I knew that the Titans game was going to turn us around. I knew <laughs> it at the time. You guys didn't believe me. I said, just have faith in Garrett. He's a really good coach. Have faith in Dak. He's a very capable quarterback. I've never doubted him. And I've been proven right yet again. Yeah, nobody on this pod has bad-mouthed anybody damn straight damn straight so this was a pretty uh pretty awesome game um coming into this game uh philly had uh a lot on the line in this one the philadelphia eagles were staring down the barrel of first place uh if they were able to beat the cowboys in this game they would have taken over first place in the nfc east this was pretty much like the Thanksgiving game we played against Washington, except in the reverse. So instead of us having the chance to take first place like we did on Thanksgiving, the Eagles had that chance. Um, they were coming to Dallas. They had everything to play for. 
They uh, called us chokers. They they did have one of their players come out and call us chokers before the game. Um, and the Cowboys are coming off of a huge win against the New Orleans Saints. So, you know, there's worry about kind of a, a let, an emotional letdown from a huge win like that. Um, so there was a lot on the line. Ben, where'd you watch this game? Man, I actually went to Buffalo Wild Wings, watched it in public because that worked well for the Saints game. Um, nice. I was in a crowded B-dubs bar, and it was like 90% Cowboys fans, percent Philly fans. Nice. And um, got there right in time to see uh, the Patriots lose in hilarious Hail Mary. Oh, man, the um, Miami Miracle, game. dude. Is Kenny that Drake good now? He has a lot of touchdowns. I don't know. <laughs> that team that team's like such a they're either a good bad team or a bad good team. I haven't really decided. Oh, I can't say I've uh had a lack of experience <laughs> rooting for one of those before, so nice though. Yeah, I was up in uh I was up in Connecticut visiting the missus, watched it at her her apartment. Um you know, she spent the entire time kind of trying to like calm me down. I was losing my mind for the first three quarters of this game. Bro, you really lost your mind late in that game. Dude, uh, yeah, we'll get I have to some it. textual evidence. Yeah, I that supports I, this. Dude, he straight up like Dax play for the first three quarters of this game and just like the kind of ineptitude of offense sometimes. It really broke me this game. I, I think I've reached a good place now. I think I can finally kind of trust this team. But, man, they tested me. So let's get right into it. This was a crazy game from the very beginning. There was a lot of controversy around some calls. There was some huge highlight plays, and we're going to go through all of it right now. So the Cowboys did start with the ball, which I hate. Uh, and it looked as if it was going to be a very Dallas game from the very beginning. Um, Philadelphia kicked off Jordan Lewis ran it out of the end zone, uh, and got tackled at the 19 yard line. Uh, um, yeah, he was tackled and down. So as he's going down, we'll go ball, with that. The ball pops out and you're immediately like, great. We're about to give up the ball on like the 18 to start the game. Um, they show the replay. It's clearly a fumble. Me and Ben are already texting each other like, great, it's going to be one of these days. Good start. The refs review this, and because like five Philly players jumped on the ball together, <laughs> they couldn't determine a single recovered person, which is the – if that, dude, if that <laughs> happened in reverse, I would be fucking livid. But dude, so I was at the bar. They didn't have the sound on early in this game, so we're all watching it. And we're just like, oh, yeah, that's a clear fumble. So we can't really hear them review. And you're kind of, you know, talking at the table. And then we look back up and see it's first and 10. And we're like, wait, did we keep that ball? Everyone was so confused what happened. Dude, it made no sense. I, I know I've read it. Eagles fans are like full on tinfoil hatting. They're on like some Andy Gatelli shit where they're like, the league, oh, the league, they want the big money Cowboys in the playoffs. So they had to do this. I was like, I don't think that's true, but you're not going to get any sympathy from me. We've been fucked out of more calls than any team on earth, so I'll take it. Um, yeah, so we somehow recover or get to keep the ball, however you want to uh, call we're just, it. We're just gifted. We just cheated. Uh, we just cheat. Um, and so on first and 10 from the 18, Zeke runs up the middle for one yard. Uh, I love the conspiracy, too, that Jerry pays the refs, but that we never do it in, like, 
I don't know, like the Dez catch or like any big moments that would actually benefit us. The playoffs for the <laughs> yeah. last 20 years. We just only pay for like random regular season matchups with our NFC East rivals because that's what means the most to us. Um, so yeah, doesn't make a ton of sense, but I would be, I understand their anger. It's definitely a bullshit call. Um, so we run Zeke up the middle, second and nine. Dak throws a little short pass to Michael Gallup, who gets three yards. Uh, and then on third and six, uh, Dak tries to fire one out to Cooper. It ends up falling incomplete. And so Dallas goes three and out, but you have to think it's pretty much a victory that we just get to punt the ball away and not turn the ball over on the 18. Uh, not only that, I, uh, I weirdly heard a caller goat call that this punt the play of the game, which I think was a bit of a stretch, tight. but it was a 63-yarder that goes and flips the field to the 15. Hey, the punter, dude, he's out here. Chris Jones will kill your team single-handedly. So we, they do get a hell of a punt. The, the Eagles start at their own 15. Uh, they run Adams. Uh, up the middle for eight yards, which I was kind of worried about this because Adams has been playing well lately. And I was like, uh, like, you know, I don't like him when teams run against us. Um, but on the second play, second and two, uh, he gets gobbled up in the backfield by Jeff Heath, the goat, uh, third and four Wentz hits Zach Ertz for nine yards, man. I was already just like, damn it. I swear if Zach Ertz just kills us again, that's going to be so disappointing. Um, so they get a first down uh, on their own 30. Uh, next play, Adams goes around the left side for 24 yards before Byron Jones can tackle him. Yeah, so Adams went for negative two where Heath stuffed him, and then the next play, Heath gets back there again and gets the vicious stiff arm. A so real got, nasty one. He's got 32 yards already on this drive, Adams does, and I'm like, this is going to be like his career day. Um, so it's it's first and 10 at the Dallas 46. They run Sproles for two yards, uh, and then Wentz tries to go deep on a go route to G Dallas Goddard. Uh, that falls incomplete. It's an overthrow by Wentz. And then on third and eight on the Dallas 44, pretty key play here, Ben. We have a uh, an appearance by one Randy Gregory. It was a nice sack. Dude, it wouldn't be the last time you heard his name called. He absolutely Burns. This is a nice move. Jason though. Peters around the the backside gets to Wentz, sacks the shit out of him. It's a great play by Randy. Um, he's now got five sacks in his last six games. Uh, dude's playing at a really high level. I consider this kind of his rookie year, so he's definitely still making big mistakes, which we'll chronicle and we have chronicled. But I love that he's getting that first step is elite, and he's getting to the ball, which is awesome. So, and especially with the trouble they've had with Taco, had. So that's a good place to talk about this. Have you heard about this stuff with talk like had attitude problems with him? And like Jason came out yesterday and said, he's going to have to like prove that he has the right mindset to get back on the field. Like they've been healthy scratching him on the roster. Like I didn't know he was a healthy scratch. I thought he was just banged up. I thought ran or uh, not Randy Gregory. I thought David Irving's kind of in the same place where yeah, they're, most definitely they're kind of like, man, just, we <laughs> take your shit. We don't need it. Yeah. I mean, and that's a damn shame. Cause like there, I mean, I listen to a lot of like the Dallas Cowboys beat writers and stuff. Brian, like Brian Broaddus and Nick Eatman will, will straight up say that the most naturally talented player on the defense is David Irving. Well, yeah. People who, who watch this team day in, day out say by far the two 
if you want to use the Jerry term, war daddies, which we've stolen on this pod on numerous occasions, uh, are both Tank and Irving. I mean, both those guys can bring it. I just, Irving just, he's one of those guys that I just don't really know if he likes playing football or gives a shit about anything, really. Yeah. I mean, Broad has said it in a really interesting way. He's like, when you're, when you're gathered around the crock pot in 20 years and they ask you, who's the best player that never did anything? It's going to be David Irving. And I can't disagree with that. Like, I've it's rare to someone with that much talent who just, like you said, you put it well, like just doesn't really seem to like enjoy playing football, care that much about playing football. He's, he's Rolanda McClain 2.0. When his heart's yeah. in it, man, he can be your. I mean, Rolanda McClain was one of the reasons for that great 2014 season. He pretty much was the star of that defense because Sean Lee, I think, missed all year that year. And then. He just sort of stopped giving a shit after that. And then burned his own house down, which I, I think that was before, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Or maybe during the season. I can never keep it straight with old Rolando. Um, so the, the Eagles do end up, they're forced to punt there. Uh, Dallas gets the ball back at their own 10. Um, first down, Zeke goes for 13 yards. Uh, on second down, Zach, Dak kind of scrambles backwards and dumps it off to Rico Gathers, who kind of tries to fight his way back to the line of scrimmage. He ends up losing a yard. Um, but all the tight ends got involved. Every tight end on the squad got a catch today. So that was pretty cool. Um, second and 11, Zeke goes for slow. That big target Rico, all those Reddit truthers who said, Hey, had to keep Rico on the roster. Say what you will. But when this game came down to a fourth and one, the blocker at the point of attack that sprang Zeke for the two yard run was Rico gathers. So he's he's uh, doing his thing. But that's fine. That was 99% Zeke with the stretch. Sure, we'll sure. Get there. We'll get there. Um, so uh, second and 11 from the Dallas 22, Zeke goes for seven yards. Uh, and then on third and four, uh, Dak runs a little, little naked boot, hits Blake Jarwin for nine yards. Blake Jarwin had a career day. Uh, he got involved, man. Him um, and uh, what's his name? The other one, Dalton Schultz. Both had... I would venture to say, Andy, this was the best season performance you've seen from the tight end position. By a long shot. Um, No one did anything special, but, you know, they they showed up. These are clutch catches. catches. I mean, this is a third down conversion. That's what you need the tight end for. Um, So So you want to hear a third down stat? Please do. Since Amari Cooper has joined the Cowboys, and I know he didn't convert this particular one, Dallas leads the NFL in number of third downs converted, and their percentage has jumped. Ooh, I lost it, but it's somewhere from the low 20s to the top 10. Hell so, yeah. I mean, they've been truly a totally different team with him. So um, they do convert this third down. Uh, first and 10 for the Dallas 38. Uh, Dak hits Michael Gallup for 10 yards. First and 10 from the, four, the Dallas 48. Zeke runs up the middle for five. Uh, second and five, Dak tries to go deep to Michael Gallup, um, who catches a, uh, a, we get a good penalty here. There's a face mask call on Razul Douglas. Uh, Razul Douglas had like a bad game, then the best game of his life. And then like the worst moment of his career in this game, I kind of felt bad for the guy, but not really because he's a Philly. We didn't talk about it too much, but that secondary is decimated i mean yeah they got guys off the street playing at this point like yeah we're not on the team at the beginning of the year are now starting for this team at this point 
they would laugh at us when we used to complain about the Brandon Carr, Mo Claiborne era. Yeah, this is this was bad. So you got guys like people are having to look up who these dudes are. Like, I didn't know that Razul Douglas existed before this game. Um, but he catches a face mask call here that moves us to the Philly 32. Uh, Zeke goes for five yards. Then on second and five, uh, Dak hits a short pass to Elliott who gets two yards. Uh, on third and three, uh, Dak hits Blake Jarwin again who gets six yards um, and also gets a roughing the passer call on Dak. Fletcher Cox just comes in and lays the wood on Dak after he releases the ball. Um so we're now first and goal on the nine. And of course, this is where trouble <laughs> begins. Yeah. Um, they try to do like a fake handoff, like a zone read type thing, read option thing. Uh, they sniff it out immediately. Bennett, Michael Bennett just kills Dak four yard. He had a nice game. Really, the Philly D line had a damn good game in general. They're, they're a good, they're a good unit. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're good. And we thought we're hoping the, the return of Tyrone, but even, um, you know, he struggled and we'll get to that. Uh, after the game goat, Zach Martin had a bad, I mean, he gave up two sacks before his injury. Um, one to one from Bennett, one from Cox. So, I mean, this is just a good, we, this is the reason they won the Super Bowl last year. They have a really yep. nice front seven and they are the reason this Cowboys offense put up as meager point totals as they did. Most definitely. So that brings up third down, um, or no second down. We try to throw to Michael Gallup. That's incomplete. Uh, third. Never and saw that one. Just sailed over his head. Yeah, th- and, and honestly, guys, up until like up until the fourth quarter of this game, Dak Prescott is playing his worst game as a professional. I mean, it's bad. Um, but we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so Dak uh, then try then on third and goal from the thirteen. It's a third and long, so you know what the Cowboys are doing. A little dump off pass to Zeke. He gets three yards, um, and so fourth and goal from the Philly ten. We're forced to kick a field goal. Um, it's three to zero, man. Uh, I, if there's one in the middle of this five game win streak, the one area that's really been highlighted that's trouble for us right now, Ben, is this red zone offense. Um, you know, I'll, we've talked until we're blue in the face about the fact that we don't run Zeke. Uh, once we get down inside the 10 yard line, it's pretty frustrating. They run all kinds of passing plays that Dak, you know, you need to be a more precision passer to make these kind of tight throws and smaller windows down here. And that's not Dak's strong point. Um, but, it, I, I worry that that's going to bite us in the ass in the playoffs because you got to be able to, to finish and capitalize on red zone trips, and we're just not doing it right now. No, it's it's definitely the biggest or the most noticeable glare of this game was their struggles in the red zone, and we've seen it all year. I'm at this point, I'm being a hundred percent honest when I say I'm totally for a like option based RPO offense only in the red zone, like either give it to Zeke or run little zone reads with Dak and Zeke and just run it every time because, man, they we really struggle throwing the ball inside the 20. And part of that is Dak's just not very accurate, man. And, yeah, I mean, we've said this before. I mean, the one good thing that everyone can agree on that even older Dez had was he was at least a threat in the red zone and gobbled up coverage. I love Amari and he's had a monster fucking day today, but when they get inside the twenties, they just don't know what to do. And when you have kind of a lack of tight end play, a quarterback that can't fit the ball into tight spaces and no receiver that is kind of a jump ball guy. I mean, we've seen Gallup do it a little bit, but that, Dak and him have not really linked up on the same page yet. Well, Dak's never had the fade. That was a Tony no. thing. So yeah, when you okay. can't really throw the back shoulder fade, it takes 
it takes that whole play call out of it. And then from there you're, you're limited. I mean, defenses sit in the middle and they, for whatever reason, we just don't feed Zeke enough. Yeah. Agreed. So the Cowboys get three points on this. Um, it's frustrating to get down in the red zone and not get six, but um, we are up. So that is the good news. Um, so Philly, we kick, but we kick off to them. Um, they start at their own 36 after a uh, pretty good return by uh, Clement. Um, Wentz hits a little short pass to Darren's three yards for Wuzier gets. Uh, then they run Clement up the middle for uh, a four yard loss because Malik Collins just bends him. And actually, Clement is injured on this play, and he's done for probably the year. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Malik Malik was wrecking the middle in this game. He was doing a good job. Um, so, third and eleven, they try to go deep to Golden Tate, incomplete, and they forced a punt. So, three plays, negative one yard, pretty perfect stand by the defense. Well, that's the hat. I mean, that's going to be the game as we as we kind of go through this drive by drive. I mean, anyone who watched it was the defense played spectacular for three quarters, while the offense, mainly due to turnovers by your quarterback Dak Prescott, mightily struggled. And then in the fourth quarter was kind of a flip where the offense woke up and then the defense started struggling. Yeah. Um, but you know, for for three quarters, this defense was damn elite. Yeah, then they it was a continuation of the Saints game. Um, so Dallas does get the ball back here. We start on our own eight. Uh, they hit a short pass to Zeke for four yards. Then it's up the middle for no gain. You get stopped by that dude that talked all that shit, the Cruger Hill. Cruger, oh, yeah. Cruger Hill. Oh, yeah. um, he had a day, honestly. He, he backed up his talk. So props to that guy in some way. I mean, your team choked and you were proved wrong, but hey, you tried. Um, so that brings up third and six. Dak d- just drops a little short pass over the middle to Zeke, who fights forward and goes through Jenkins and Bennett and gets six yards. So we get a first down. Uh, and then Zeke on the very next play, first and 10, runs right up the 20. Kind of fakes like he's going to turtle that dude again. And you can tell that guy was just like, no, 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 no. And got the man just get the tackle, but he's probably having nightmares about that one. Um, first and 10 for the Dallas 38, they run Rod Smith for a yard, uh, second and nine, uh, Dak runs the, uh, little bootleg out to Dalton Schultz, who picks up 16. This was a good play by Dalton Schultz. Um, first and 10 from the Philly 45, uh, Dak hits Blake Jarwin for five yards. Uh, tight end action, baby. They we're doing it. I'm, I'm telling you, these guys had a career, career days. Um, Second and five from the Philly 40 to run Zeke for two yards. And then on third and three, Dak hits Cole Beasley uh, on a skinny post route for 15 yards. Great run after the catch here by Cole. Why uh, anyone ever man-to-man with him one-on-one in the slot on third down is beyond me. But Yeah, don't know. But, yeah, so then first and 10 on the Philly 23. Uh, Amari Cooper makes a great move, crossing pattern across the field. But Dak does not see... Uh, the other corner that's in zone kind of drifting towards that route. He tries to throw it. He drastically underthrows this ball. And I'm thinking he just never saw Douglas, man. I've yeah. watched this gif a few times because multiple people were like, this was a good throw. And I'm like, no, it fucking no, wasn't. It, wasn't. <laughs> it was a uh, bad throw by a quarterback who didn't see coverage over there. And so, yeah, they, they end up intercepting this ball. Um, they run it back for 17 yards. 
Uh, Joe Looney makes the tackle, and so Philly gets the ball back, and you start, you're worried that you know they're going to get some momentum here. Um, but luckily, uh, defense came up huge again. Also, well, you'll, we'll get to this. There's a very questionable idea for offense by the Philly uh, coaching staff on this one as well. So first and 10, uh, coverage downfield's too much for Wentz, so he tries to scramble. He gets one yard. D-Law hits him. Uh, on second and nine, uh, Wentz hits Alshon Jeffrey for eight yards before he is double teamed by Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Uh, and then on third and one, they try to run like an option, like quarterback option run. It's so weird. Like a, yeah, like a, a zone option. I, like I get, weird. I get quarterback sneaking it up the middle. Like we've seen that work on the Cowboys, but like stretching the defense out to the right and just hoping that Wentz is athletic enough to like beat you around the corner with D law over there. Seems just like gonna say they also ran game. it towards tank side. Yeah. So tank hits him in the backfield. They lose a yard. Um, they get eight. They get eight yards off three plays, uh, and they're forced to punt. Um, so Dallas gets back on their own twenty-one. Uh, Zeke goes for nine yards on the first play. Uh, then gets stuffed for no gain on second and one. On third and run, they run Zeke again. He gets ten yards. I like this offense. Just run Zeke over and over again. It's great. Yeah, it's like he's your best player. Um, first and ten from the Dallas forty. Dak th- dumps one off to uh, Rod Smith, who gets nine yards. Dude, and, Booby had a bit of a game, man. Dude, this next play was the one I really liked. Uh, oh, second yeah. and one, they hand it off, and Rod does a sick spin move in the hole and gets fourteen yards. This was a great run, dude. That was nasty, man. That was to just step and just be button the shit out of uh, whoever it was in the hole. That was excellent. Um, so now we're first and 10 on the Philly 37, uh, but we get a false start on Rod Smith. So we get five yards back. So now first and 15. Um, but Dak actually throws a pretty nice pass here uh, to Amari Cooper, who fingertip catches this going out of bounds for 27 yards. Um, that puts us on the 15 yard line. Uh, first and 10, Zeke runs. For no gain, he gets stopped in the hole. Uh, but unfortunately, Joe Looney gets an offensive holding penalty here. Um, so now we're first and 20 on the 25. Uh, Dak does a two-yard pass to Blake Jarwin. Uh, and then a five-yard pass to Zeke. So now we're third and 13 on the Philly 18. Uh, Dak uh, kind of does like his you know little scramble around the end thing for 15 yards. Um, so we're going to be like fourth and three. Uh, oh, it would have been a first. This was third and 13. Oh, you're right. Yeah, this would have been a first down, but uh, Tyron Smith gets called for holding. I'll say this, man. There were some fucking – Philly fans want to talk about bad calls. These holding calls on Tyron Smith were literally just like, uh, Tyron's blocking him, so it's holding. Like, ticky-tacky saw, as fuck. I saw a couple gifts of them. One was for sure not a hold. One was a definite hold, and I can't remember the other one. But, One of them was literally just like I looked at it and I was like, if that's holding, then every member of both offensive lines is holding every single. Well, one play. of them he pushed the defender like down. Yeah, I don't, I didn't even see how I was holding. He kind of like held the defender as he fell to the ground. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't like that call, but um, he struggled anyway today. Yeah, it was not a. He's not all the way healthy, obviously. Um, line just struggled in general a little bit, but that brings us to the two minute warning. We're third and 23 from the Philly 28. Uh, Dak hits Gallup for who can't break the tackle and gets one yard. Philly takes a timeout because they want to try to get another drive in before halftime. 
Uh, and on fourth and 22, uh, we try to kick a 50 or a 45 yard field goal and Maher misses wide, right? Pitched it right. Um, so obviously, you know, it's still three, nothing, but things kind of feel like they're falling apart. Philly gets the ball in their own 35. Uh, Wentz does a pass to Nelson Aguilar for seven yards. Um, they take a, they take their third timeout here uh, because of an injury, so they're now out of timeouts, which is great for us. Second and three, uh, Wentz hits Zach Ertz for nine yards, so that brings up first and ten on the Dallas forty nine. Uh, then he hits Ertz again for twelve yards, starting to look familiar. Um, but then in first and ten at the Dallas thirty seven, uh, Tyron Crawford gets free from his blocker and strip sacks Carson Wentz. Uh, Malik Collins dives on the ball, uh, and we get the ball back. Uh, so huge play by the defense. Tyron Crawford just continued having like one of like, probably his best year as a pro. Honestly, um, just doing a really tremendous job. Um, so Dallas does get the ball back uh, with 52 seconds to play in the first half. Uh, we try to go deep to Beasley on the first play, then dump a little short pass off to Zeke for three yards. That brings up third and seven on the Dallas 41 with 26 seconds left. Uh, Dak hits Zeke for 16 yards. Dallas takes a timeout. Uh, then Dak finds Allen Hearns for nine yards. Uh, so 14 seconds left. We take our second timeout. Second and one, uh, Dak tries to dump it off to Zeke. He misses that pass. That was shitty. Terrible throw. He throws it five feet over Zeke's head on the sidelines. Uh, then a short pass to Blake Jarwin for 10 yards. Um, but there's another holding penalty on Tyron Smith. Um, so that brings up third and 11 at the Philly 44. Uh, they, Dak tries to throw to Gallup. Terrible throw. Godly man. This is when you text me, Jesus Christ, man, he can't even make basic throws. Yeah, it was, it, dude, I was freaking out. He just looked terrible. Um, and so he did, I mean, he, he looked really, really bad everywhere but the stat line, you yeah. know? So we end up – It's we're on the 44-yard line. It's 4th and 11, uh, and they run Maher out there for a 62-yard field goal, which I, I couldn't really believe that. I was like, we're not even going to try to fire it down. They're like, I was waiting for like a Hail Mary or something. Dude, but I, I was so funny because I knew it was probably in his range, and I was just like – uh, one of the guys I was just, uh, watching the game was like, no way he misses this. He's got to make it. And for some reason, I was like, yeah, he probably will make it. Like, I don't know why that was my thought process. And then he just drills this. He drills this 62-yard field goal with with room to spare. Like, this could have been good from, like, 65. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. He's a big-leg kicker, and they say those ones, no one expects you to make it. So they're kind of like your – it's like a – drive you're hitting in golf that you don't need just grip and rip man and sometimes yeah. that's, your, that's your best one so and, after missing a 45 yard field goal maher comes out here and drills a 62 yarder um and so we go into the half up six to nothing now unfortunately like you like having a lead but the cowboys are blistering the eagles in every category but score at this point possession yards across the board They've killed the Eagles, and it's just not reflecting on the scoreboard. And that's dangerous. You don't want to let a team hang around like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those. I think we outgained uh, them by 200 yards in the first half. Wentz only had – I know he had under 100 yards passing. I mean, this was a one-sided affair. Um, but it's it's a one-possession game because you can't score in the red zone. Uh, a lot of dumb penalties and 
You got turnovers. Your quarterback's not playing very well. Yeah, and so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm worried it's halftime. We've let them hang around. If I'm the Eagles, I'm pretty stoked. I'm like, we've played absolutely like garbage, and we're within one possession. So the Eagles do start the second half with the ball. Uh, Wentz hits Ertz for one yard. They try to run Adams, but he gets stopped by the human log, Antoine, for no gain. Uh, and then on third and nine, Wentz misses Zach Ertz. And so defense forces a three and out. Um, at this point, I'm just like thanking God for the defense because we don't deserve them. They're so good. And we're just not putting up the points to support them. Um, so Dallas gets the ball at their own 46. Uh, we run Zeke for two yards. Uh, and then Dak hits Amari Cooper for 10 yards. Then Zeke up the middle for five. Um, Dak hits Michael Gallup on a skinny post for 10 yards. Um, so now we're first and 10 at the Philly 27. Uh, Dak hits Blake Jarwin for 22 yards, and so now we are first Blake and five. Blake Jarwin era, baby. Blake Jarwin era, dude. It's, it is in session. So now we're first and five at the five. This should be easy. You run Zeke. What do they do, Go? Uh, Pass to, to Cole Beasley, incomplete. Then okay, tight, tight. Goal, you, you run Zeke. He gets two yards. So if you had done this so three just, times, it would have been fine. So just keep giving it to him? Uh, and then on... Third and goal, they try to have Zach Dak run the ball, and he gets stuffed for no gain. So on fourth and goal from the Philly three, Dallas kicks its third field goal. So it is now nine to nothing. So we've got two trips inside the red zone for a total of two field goals. And really one three? Trip, yeah, the other one was like on the 27, and we threw yeah. an interception. So it's super frustrating at this point. I'm fully jumping ship on Dak at this point during the game, yelling at the TV. Cassie's explaining to me that like she thinks Dak's doing pretty good, and I'm like, no, he's not. I'll get to your your texts on him in a in a minute, but oh yeah, once we get to this next pick, I'm sure. But at least start. at least now we're up nine zero, so we're like tied. At least we're kind of. You know, they haven't done shit all game. Defense looks good. And uh, the D got another stop, Goat. Yes, they did. So uh, Philly gets the ball at their own 25. They run Adams for one yard. He gets stopped by Van Der Esch. Uh, second and nine, uh, Alshon Jeffrey gets an 11-yard catch. Then they hit Ertz for seven yards. So they're now second and three on their own 44. But then Wentz misses Aguilar. Wentz misses Alshon Jeffrey. Passes defended by Cheeto. Uh, and so they bring up fourth and three. They're forced to punt. Um, so the Dallas Cowboys fair catch this ball uh, at the 14. Um, on the first play from scrimmage, Dak is sacked for a five-yard yep. loss by Fletcher Cox. I'm immediately super pissed at Dak. And then second and 15, Dak tries to throw the ball to Gallup. He sails him super high, and it is intercepted uh, and returned to the Dallas two-yard line where Dak makes the tackle. Um, this is where I said, wow, Dak. And you said, man, or actually you go, LOL, Dak, man, fuck it. Put in Cooper rush. Then, uh, as you said, uh, Philly, we get the ball on our two yard line. They scored instantly one play to Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. Uh, they actually missed the extra point and goat continues to go, man. If Dak was even a high school level passer, we would be murdering this team. Please bench his fucking ass. <laughs> I, I stand by that at that point. <laughs> the only cool part of this touchdown by the Eagles was that they, they all like sat down in the end zone. They were going to do some like group celebration and tank and 
uh, Crawford went over there and like broke up their celebration and talked a bunch of shit to him. It was super tight. And then if you watch the sounds on the sideline t- video, um, that like fired tank up super hardcore. And he walked over there to the sidelines, just walked over the defense. was like, they want to go to war. They want to go to war in our house. All right, then bully ball. I was like, all right, hell yeah. So it's now uh six to nine. Dallas does get the ball back. Um, and you're like, they got to respond. And I'm sitting there being like, all right, Dak, prove me wrong here. They run Zeke for, for three yards. They run Zeke for five yards. Dak hits Cole Beasley for three yards, first and 10 from the 36. Uh, Elliott runs up the middle for one yard. Then Dak hits Amari Cooper for 17 yards. I'm like, cool. What's funny, because Amari's about to explode, but he's been almost invisible to this point. Yeah, he didn't even get that many targets. Like, I mean, in the third quarter, what is that, his second catch of the game right I there? I think it's the third catch. He has a 10-yarder, okay. a 17-yarder, and then this one. Okay. So, yeah, he'd been fairly quiet. Um, I, I, I guess I'm just bringing that up because it's kind of amazing when you look at his final stat line that he pretty much for three quarters did nothing. Yeah. is So, as Amari went, so went the Cowboys on offense. Um, so, then on first and 10 from the Philly 46, uh, Dak throws a pass pretty much to no one. Um, <laughs> then on second and 10, Zeke runs up the middle for two yards. So, third and eight. Uh, on the Dallas or on the Philly 44, uh, Dak scrambles backwards and is sacked at the Dallas 48 for an eight yard loss and fumbles it. And Brandon Graham grabs the ball. And so now I'm just like, Dak now has three turnovers. It is sorry. Yeah, this is, this is bad. Um, I think he leads the NFL in fumbling. Uh, now he's recovered quite a few, but. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people bring up the fact that like Russell Wilson and his his first couple years had like fifteen bumbles and things like that. Like that's true, but man, like I don't know if it's just because I watch every snap of Dak's career. Like it is, it just seems like he's doing really badly. This was bad. I mean, at this point, he's playing awful. He's turned the ball over three times in a game where we've honestly kicked their ass for most of it. Uh, you know, I mean, this is this could have easily been game. I mean, if you do this. And that's what's so frustrating. You're not going to get away with doing this against elite teams. Oh, absolutely and not. And all offense meant Philly. You're not fucking elite. Last year was a fluke. You need to go back to Foles because Vince is a bump. Very true. So Philly does get the ball back here on their own 45-yard line. Uh, they hit Dallas Goddard for six yards. Uh, then an incompletion to Jeffrey. They call a timeout. Third and four, Wentz scrambles up the middle for one yard before D-Law gets to him. Fourth and three. uh, This fucking play. They dump it off to Sproles, who is able to elude Van Der Esch by shoelaces and gets 25 yards before Woods can chase him down. So now they're at the Dallas 23. Uh, Wentz misses Ertz here. Then on second and 10, uh, they hit Golden Tate for seven yards. Um Randy Gregory gets a roughing the passer called. This is a shitty penalty like on Randy. It's very dumb. He made a very big mental error here. Um, so another 15 yards. Uh, first and goal from the eight. Uh, Sproles goes for four yards, but there's an illegal block above the waist on Zach Ertz. So now it's first and goal from the 17. Okay, this is about the moment. And actually, I mean, the Gregory one, I do agree. He got one later, which we'll get to those bullshit. That one was warranted. Uh, but this 
quarters early where the refs decided, man, I think we should get involved in this yeah, game. Dude, dude it, got, it got hot in there, dude. They were like <laughs> calling flare flags on like every other play. Um, so first and goal from the 17, uh, they hit, uh, Matthews for six yards. Uh, then Smallwood goes for three yards, third and goal from the eight. Wentz tries to hit Ertz. It's no good. So on fourth and goal from the eight, they kick a 26 yard field goal and it's now a tied game. So after a game where you should be smashing this team, it should be like a five possession game. Uh, it's now tied. We're in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I'm, I'm beginning to lose faith. I'm seriously wondering if like we can like put in a backup quarterback and maybe that'll help. Like, and this is where, of course, right when you lose faith, everything begins to change. This is what he said. Okay. If Dak, if you could not fucking play MVP for Philly for one fucking drive, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was the only reason they were in the game at that point. Like he was. I was just as frustrated. All nine yeah. points of theirs were off of turnovers. Like it was horrific. Um, I'll, I'll mention it now. I mean, it's going to get brought up eventually. But you know, I saw John Machado tweet this, and it's it's definitely represents how I feel regarding Dak. And say what you will about him, but his best characteristic as a quarterback is he is fucking resilient, man. Oh, yeah. He always has been. I mean, he'll have a really terrible game, but in the close, in a close game in the fourth quarter, I mean, he, he plays big, man. He really does. It's never pretty as we want it to be. You know, it's not something you're going to wow or make Sports Center top 10, but man, he just kind of gets the job done. He's a grinder. He's got goldfish memory. He'll go out and throw a terrible interception and not remember doing that it doesn't like he doesn't ever snowball like it doesn't ever feel like he does bad and he gets down on himself um but i will say this man this is an interesting stat uh nfl teams are one in 73 all time when incurring 100 yards of penalties allowing three touchdown passes and losing the turnover battle by two or more the one is the dallas cowboys in this game that's a really Oddly specific stat, but I mean that just shows how we. It, it's it's weird to say we got away with one because we just outgained them all. Fucking, I mean we just outplay them all game, and without those turnovers, we win this game. But yeah, I mean we kind of got away with one. I mean if they don't miss that extra point, you know I'm sure Philly fans argued that. Yeah. Um. So it's it's an it's insane. Uh, that it's tied at this point. We're uh, 12 minutes to play, and it is a 9-9 game. Um, so Dallas gets the ball on the starting on their own 25. Um, Zeke loses a yard on first down. On second down, uh, Dak dumps one off to Zeke. He takes it up the sideline for 14 yards. Um, Zeke this lowers Zeke lowers his body to to absorb a hit. The safety puts his head lower, and Zeke runs him over and gets the penalty for helmet to helmet contact, which is insane. That's insane. Yeah, they they have this lowering the head call. I I've never seen it called. I really don't. And at least I've never seen it called on Zeke. I mean, you can certainly argue he was going low, but he was about to get hit low. Of course, he's going to yeah. lower himself to protect him. Uh, that's just a shitty call, man. You I mean, he, you can't ask a running back to run upright in a situation. What are you like going to do there? The ball. Yeah. It's insane. So we do get a penalty here uh, for helmet-to-helmet contact. 
It's third and 12 on the Dallas 23 now. Uh, Dak hits uh, Amari Cooper for 12 yards. This is when he put his fucking stamp on the game in a big way. Yeah, so Cooper Cooper just, from here on out, he begins to take the game over. Um, first and 10 from the Dallas 35, we run Rod Smith. He gets seven yards, uh, then a short pass to Rod Smith for seven more. First and 10, he runs for five. Look, so great job, Rod, filling in here. Yeah, we're um, real nervous at this point, too, because Zeke's over there getting looked at on the sideline. Zach Martin's out as well, so we're just like, what's going on? Um, so then on second and five from the Philly 46, Dak hits Amari Cooper again for 13 yards. Uh, then Zeke reenters the game, runs for five. So we are second and five at the Philly 28. And right here, Dak drops a dime over the top. Hits Amari Cooper in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Um, nice. This was a nice throw. Beautiful pass. Beautiful catch. Great route. This was Amari usually is like a super technical route runner. On this one, he just runs by the guy. It's just a straight nine route. Yeah. I mean, we should be shredding this defense. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Secondary. I mean, Amari Cooper was no match for anybody you had out there. And I bet if you watch film, I mean, Michael Gallup probably wasn't either, and neither was Cole Beasley. I mean, the secondary is beat to shit outside of Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Um, so we go up 16 to 9. Um, Philly gets the back. They run Adams for a one yard loss. Uh, then Wentz hits Jeffrey over the middle for five yards, but then incomplete to Tate. There's a great pass breakup here by Anthony Brown, who continues yes. to have games. Um, and they are forced to punt. Uh, Cowboys get the ball back. Uh, Zeke gets swallowed up in the backfield for a four-yard loss, and we get an illegal shift here, though they decline that. Uh, Dak tries to hit Cooper. Um, his incomplete. 14. Michael Gallup has two steps on his guy, and yeah. Dak just absolutely misses him for the third time in three games. Dude, I don't know what it is with those two. Um, there's one later in this game where it looked like Gallup kind of stopped running, but he doesn't on this one. I mean, he has – there's nobody around him, man. I mean, he's – this is a walk-in touchdown. Uh, yep. Walk-in, 83-yard touchdown, and Dak just sails it. And we've said this before, dude. There's an alternate reality where Michael Gallup is having like a Pro Bowl year where he has like 900 yards and like six touchdowns as a rookie. He certainly – I know – three bombs that he that straight missed him on yeah and so uh it's so frustrating and i'm again i'm losing my mind here watching this game because i'm just like he can't hit gallup this is a wide open throw um that a lot of i mean I, you know i get made fun of for this hyperbole just you, you go we're starting qb in the league after i texted you dude <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so we're forced to punt uh philly gets the ball back uh, first and 10, they hit Jeffrey for 12 yards and then Dallas Goddard for 26 yards. Then Joe Adams runs up the middle for six and they're on the Dallas three and Dallas Goddard gets a touchdown. So they've now tied the game again. And I'm like, Dak lost us the game on that bomb to Gallup. That was the game. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Um, I, I, I didn't think lost, but I was just, I was thinking this, I went back and forth so many times in this fourth quarter. No, dude, this this fourth quarter but almost killed me. I kept thinking we we're gonna win because we just dominated, and I kept yeah. waiting for the shoe. It wasn't actually until their 
Philly's last touchdown where I really worried. At this point, I was still like, well, all right, we have 312. We can eat some clock. So we get the ball back, Goat, and one play. Boom. Dak drops one over the top. Amari moves around the backside of his corner to get the ball on the inside and then just kicks it into the next gear. 75-yard touchdown. Um, Jamari his- Cooper is a freak, dude. You read his quote about this one? Yeah. Where, okay, yeah. You, why, why don't you tell the story? So this is a huge play, obviously, 75-yard touchdown. I heard the stadium was actually a great atmosphere today from a lot of people. Um, I heard we had, like, real home field, which you never really know at Jerry World. I mean, you yeah. would watch games at Jerry World. It's just it's such a spectacle. But they said the crowd was really into it, which I would hope for a Philly game. But anyway, so crowd's going wild. Uh, they asked Amari Cooper about this play afterwards. And he says, interesting because I actually had another stop route. I love how he says another stop route on that play. And they were, well, if you were watching, really sitting on those stop routes. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So when I broke the huddle, I was kind of mad. And I was like, Dad, come on, man. And he was like, just run it, bro. And I guess he thought about it again. He kind of signaled me a go route. And I was elated when he did that. So I just took off, caught the ball, and scored. (laughs) So this is literally just uh, Coop and Dax. Just opting out of a bad Linehan stop route, bro. Hey, I'll take it. They should do that more often. Um, Amari was unguardable in the second half of this game. Um, You know, I watched a film breakdown of just all his catches. He just abused this. Everyone they put on him just got abused. Um, This 75-yard touchdown was super nasty. Uh, And Cooper continues to prove that not only was he worth a first round pick, we might have gotten, we might have stolen him. I mean, based on how he's playing right now, I can't believe the Raiders traded this guy at all. It's wild that they let Khalil Mack and Mari Cooper go in the same season. And they're at a different point. I get that. But you'd be hard pressed with those five first round picks they have to get anybody as good as Khalil Mack or Mari Cooper. Well, and especially when those picks are all going to be in the 20s. Yeah, they have their own, but yeah, I agree. They're not, you know, picks are important to build a a franchise. You certainly need players playing well in rookie deals, which Mac and Cooper, well, Cooper after this year will not be. But, dude, those guys are, they're good. They're damn good. And Amari proved these last six weeks uh, after leaving this game, Goat, he now, since trade to the Cowboys, leads the NFL um, in receiving in those six games. Yeah, and they prorated his stats over the course of the season, and obviously that's you know that's bogus science. But if Amari played at the level he's been playing at for an entire season, he's looking at a seventeen hundred yard, sixteen touchdown year, which is, I think that's better than any season Des Bryant ever had, which is better insane. season than any Cowboy ever had. Yeah, uh, it's insane. That's bonkers. You know he. Now we we've seen you know he had a couple games too where he had like four catches for 50 yards so i mean easily these stats can change but the last two weeks especially he is he's been uh the difference maker i mean him and Zeke really carry a pretty porous offense I've, i've got two good stats for you one is that the last time a receiver had a three game stretch like amari has had was odell beckham weeks 14 through 16 of 2014 uh pretty amazing second Zeke and Amari together have put up more offensive yards than 10 offenses in the NFL in that time period. 
Jeez. including New Orleans because they've gone through a rough patch and they're on that list. That's insane, man. Uh, the other one I read was no pass catcher to change teams during a season has had the impact that uh, Amari Cooper has had, which is kind of a weird stat, but you know, I mentioned it or alluded to it earlier that if you look at these other teams that made trades, you know, Amari, uh, Golden, sorry, Tate. Golden Tate to Philly, Thomas. Demarius Thomas, a lot of receivers moved and nobody, nobody has really made an impact uh, except for Cooper. So, yeah, and I'll say this, those other teams weren't acquiring their number one. Like they weren't going to, Demarius Thomas wasn't going to go in there and get fed like he was DeAndre Hopkins, but. I know, remains. different team, different, but that's what we tried to say while the price was so high. And I still didn't like it. Uh, you can go back and find the tape. I hated the trade. Goat tried to argue that um, it could be good. You know, it, it, it might change this thing. So I'll give you some credit there. Um, I was still I, super stoked about it, though. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I was happy when we traded for Amari Cooper. I was absolutely pissed at the trade because, you know, I've said this about Dak that, when everyone was complaining about Dez, that even if we brought in an elite receiver, um, I just don't think Dak can make anyone a pro bowler. Uh, but Amari's proved me wrong, and I think he's he's the perfect fit for what Yeah, Dak I just is. think Amari's so quarterback-friendly. Like, he's exactly who you need with Dak. You need sure-handed, separation, highly technical route runner who has the Jets to make – Stuff happen after the and catch. Give it this for three years, they've been terrible after the catch, and he's a beast after the catch. Yeah, he's awesome. I love how he's kind of deceptive in his top gear. Like he'll run a route, and you think he's running full speed, and then he catches the ball, and then there's suddenly this extra gear of speed that he turns on that you're just like, wow, I didn't even think he was that fast. Like he doesn't <laughs> look that fast until he has the ball. It's crazy. Yeah, he, um, I just found this, so I was trying to find the number of what he had in the second half. So in the second half in overtime, he had 190 of his receiving yards. Freak. I mean, dude just took this game over. Yeah, he and and dude, and he was awesome. The he ends up spoiler alert. He ends up catching the game winning touchdown, and the uh, camp the sounds of the sideline camera got in his face, and he was walking. Everyone was like banging his helmet, like jumping on him and stuff. And he's just walking towards the camera, and he goes, "Even when I'm covered, I'm not covered." I was just like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, we got there, but it it, it wasn't uh, stress-free because immediately no. following uh, his touchdown, I'm now thinking, all right, we got this one, three minutes, three minutes left. Yeah, just gotta, Defense got to get a stop, and uh, I'll give Philly some, some credit here. You know, they knew this was their last chance at making the playoffs, and Wentz brought them down, man. Yeah, they, they gave it all, so – uh, Philly starts on the 25. They immediately take a shot to Alshon Jeffrey. It doesn't work out. Uh, then they hit Dallas Goddard, who sheds a tackle and goes 75 yards for a touchdown. That touchdown is nullified by an offensive pass interference call. This is highly questionable. A very oh. questionable penalty. This was an awful call. Uh, this is what Philly points to. This in the fumble as what cost them the game, which, you know, whatever. Um, I just want to say how crazy it is that they go touchdown, we score one play later, and then technically they score two plays later. I mean, this game exploded all of a sudden. For a game that was 6-0 at halftime, it's suddenly ridiculous. Um, um, but, yeah, it was a horseshit call. You know, the only reason I don't give Philly that is because you scored on this drive anyway. So what are you – Yeah. That's why I don't get the 
the animosity towards this call. You wound up scoring on this drive, and it actually helped you because there was less time on the clock. If you score that play, you give Dallas two minutes and 40 seconds left to get a game-winning field goal. So you might have just lost anyway. You yeah. know, like it was very weird that they got so up in arms. Over. The I mean, I get this one, not so much. Well, like I said, I, I'd get it if they didn't score this drive, but they wound up driving the field anyway. Because then yeah. next play, they're facing second and 20 goat. And I can't, I'll call this a makeup call because Randy Gregory gets a roughing the passer on a sack where he. As they, threw the, they threw the flag before the ball left Wentz's hand. <laughs> He's coming around the side. He's on the ground, and he doesn't even hit Winslow. He just sort of grabs his legs, and like, he's being pushed down in the back by by Jason Peters. So the only way he can he can't like redirect his momentum. He's being pushed in the back. So he grabs onto Wentz's legs and kind of pulls him to the ground. It's not like a violent low hit. And Carson, as he's falling to the ground, just kind of flops the ball. But the flag's already out. He didn't even need to throw it. Um, so this is a total horseshit penalty on Randy Gregory. Um, so that gets them to first and 10 on their, on their own 30. Uh, they hit Alshon Jeffrey for 12 yards. Uh, then on first and 10 from the 42, Wentz is sacked by Vander Esch for a 10 yard loss. And we get an illegal contact on Anthony Brown, which is ridiculously frustrating. Penalties cost. I mean, he that sucks because he did. It just I don't think it it's impacted 100 the yards play. And penalties though. This is it was insane. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's now first and ten on the forty-seven. Uh, Wentz hits Goddard for nine yards. They two-minute warning hits. Second and one. Uh, Wentz winds up and hits Nelson Aguilar down the sideline, who just kind of just beats Byron Jones. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out why. Wentz had, uh, or sorry, Goddard had such an impactful game. It's because actually most of this game, we stuck Byron on Zach Ertz when he lined up on that side. Yeah, Zach Ertz ended up with 38 yards and no touchdowns. So we were determined that he was not going to be the guy that beat us. I think Byron was targeted six times, only gave up. It was either two or three catches, but this second and one, I, I don't know what he was doing. I just don't think he thought Aguilar was going deep. I think he yeah. thought he was going to cut in or dig or stop, and he just kept running and um, it was really weird. Byron just kind of let him run by, and this was a really nice throw and catch. Uh, Aguilar takes it out of bounds at our two. Yeah, so that that sucked. It's now first and goal on the Dallas two. Um, Wentz tries to run it up the middle, but Jalen Smith just sticks the shit out of him for a four-yard loss. Um, Dallas calls a timeout. There's 145 to play. On second and goal, Darren Sproles uh, gets a pass from Wentz. He jukes Andresh and gets him retire already. I think that's how Eagles fans must have felt about Witten. I know Sproles hasn't been there as long or as effective, but how is he's like 40? How is yeah. he still juking our two best tacklers? Yeah, it's <laughs> super frustrating. And then on the uh on the extra point, they get Demarcus Lawrence for like touching the long snapper. So they give him an, an unnecessary roughness penalty. So now we're going to have to like start from farther back. Um, so it's a tie game. It's 23 all. Uh, there is a minute 39 to play and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Dak, you have this one chance to prove to me that you don't suck. Please don't suck. Um, so <laughs> he kind of sucked. He did kind of suck. So Dak hits Elliot for four yards. Uh, and then another pass to Elliott for eight yards. First and 10 from the 30. Uh, Dak hits Cooper for eight. Uh, and then 
tries to go deep to Michael Gallup, and it's another miss. Um, now there's some questions here about whether Gallup slowed up. Um, if it wasn't it was a, a great pass, but it was a bad throw regardless. But Gallup did this one. He gave up on the route a little, and he had it. Yeah, so, this is but, super frustrating. So you are still livid at this point. Third and two from the Dallas 38 with 51 seconds to go. Uh, Dak tries to go deep to Hearns, which is incomplete, but there's a defensive holding call, so it's now first and 10 on the Dallas 43. Uh, Dak hits Blake Jarwin for seven yards, then hits Blake again on the next play for five. First and 10 at the 45. Uh, short pass to Elliott for four yards. Dallas takes their second time out. There's 21 seconds to go. Uh, second and six from the Philly 41. Uh, the shittiest fucking terrible time. snap. It's on the ground. Dak just kind of sits down with it instead of trying to scoop <laughs> it off the turf. I literally, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you guys this. No, it actually was on the next play. Um, so we take our third timeout, third and 12, 16 seconds to go. Philly 47 yard line. Dak is sacked for a nine yard loss by Bennett and Cox. I legitimately turned the game off. This man turned the game off. Your podcast co-host, my podcast co-host, your Andy Gatelli turned the game off in overtime. These are his last texts to me because I didn't really believe it. I'm still just kind of in shock at what's happening. Um, this is, I'm guessing, about the gallop. He said, bro, he just cannot throw the fucking ball then laughing my ass off Dallas, baby, which I think was the fumble, and then, God, we are fucking trash. I just responded to that with, man. <laughs> then Goat goes, I turned it off. Fuck that team and fuck Dak Prescott. I can't do this to myself anymore. We don't deserve to even be in these games. Fuck football. And then I was like, Josh got to talk about overtime, and I text him something about overtime. He goes, no, nah, man, I legit turned it off, LOL. I don't even want to watch us lose. Yeah, so, you know, so I wasn't super myself at this point. He was a head case. I can only imagine what you're doing. What's Cassie saying at this point? When you well, that off? was kind of why I turned it off, because I was freaking out so bad that she was kind of getting upset. And so I was like, all right, I'm turning the game off so I can save my fucking engagement here. <laughs> um, so we do go to overtime. Um, I ended up watching this later, so I have seen these plays, so I'm not, not just today. reading it. Um, so Z goes for eight. We do win the coin flip. Um, which I definitely saw Philly fans claiming that the refs like rigged the coin toss to give us. Oh yeah, dude, they did. <laughs> definitely, bro. Definitely. Dude, we always rig coin tosses. That's why we get the ball first every game because Jason's like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, dude. So we get the ball starting around twenty-five. Um, Zeke goes for eight yards and then goes for ten yards. Um, so now we're on our 43. Zeke's just at this point. I'm so nervous. I'm like, if anyone besides Zeke or Amari touches this ball, I am pissed. Uh, first and 10 from the 43. We hit Dalton Schultz, who gets 16 <laughs> yards. Great play. Uh, first and 10 at the Philly 41. Zeke goes up the middle for one yard. Uh, second and nine. Dak is sacked. <sighs> and there's an offensive holding penalty on Tyron Smith. I asked one of my buddies I was sitting with. This would have been third and nine. I was surprised Philly took the penalty. Totally agree. Nineteen. Um, it wound up being a mute, uh, a moot point because we wound up just getting ten yards on a dump off to Zeke next play. So it's third and nine anyway. Um, but about a minute less of clock. I'm just surprised, but I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather a third and nine than second and nineteen. No. 
Yeah, I, oh, I totally agree. I I think that's a terrible call. So, um, second and nineteen, Dak does uh, dump it off to Elliott, who gets ten yards. It's now third and nine, uh, and then Dak hits uh, Cooper on a comeback route, who gets he gets twelve yards and gets out of bounds. Cooper's so goddamn good. Um, Elliott then runs up the middle for four yards, so it's now second and six at the Philly twenty. Uh, Dak hits Dalton Schultz. It's third and one. We at the Philly 19 Zeke runs up the middle and gets stopped by Michael Bennett and we take a timeout. So it's four minutes to go. It's fourth and one and big balls. Jason Garrett comes out. Leave this play call. I'm in shock. I, I, I still can't believe it. Before the timeout, the offense is on the field and then we call the timeout and I'm like, man, is he really going to bring the offense out? I mean, this is from the 19. I, you kick a field goal and you stop them and you win this game. Now, I'll give Jason this. I have numerous times criticized him for not going for the win. Um, I said he plays to not lose, you know, he plays to not lose. He never plays to win. This is playing to win right here. This is something straight out of, you know, Peterson's playbook. Um, and this is what we've been begging for him to do. This is what cost us. I'll say this. He learned from early in the season because this is what cost us the game against the Texans. He mentioned that. In, a, in the press conference, he brought up the Texans game. So he he definitely he definitely learned his lesson a little bit. So fourth and one, I'm thinking sneak or Zeke. And sure enough, Goat, uh, the handoff to Zeke, and he gets this by about the length of the football due to a stretch. Yep. I mean, Two this, yards. this is all Zeke, man. I mean, this is load everyone in the box. Um, I would I, say it's like that 10% famous. Zeke, 90% Rico gathers doing a sick <laughs> block at the point of attack. Um, but yeah, Zeke did okay. In the hole. But yeah, um, you know, I had shades of uh, that famous play where we went forward Emmett Smith and he tried to leap over the pile fourth and one against Philly and didn't get it and we lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had fear, but man, Zeke, I, he just doesn't get tackled backwards, man. I'll give him that. Yeah. And he I, only moves forward. Beat up O line, um, and they trusted him. Man, I was really, I was really uh, glad to see Jason do that. I'll give him props. I, like I said, I've criticized him numerous amount of times. That was a really gutsy call. Absolutely. And you could have just, I mean, no one would have faulted you for taking the field goal there. No, nope. um, but they they played to win, so they get the first down. It's first and ten at the seventeen. Dak does a little read option, gets five yards. Uh, then we're staring at, uh, second and five from the Philly 12. They run Zeke again. He gets a three yard loss that brings up the two minute warning in the overtime period and third and eight, uh, Dak, uh, Cooper runs a little inside outside route. Dak tries to fire it out. He's got a rush in his face. Um, one thing I'll highlight about if you watch Zeke, Zeke comes up to block. Malcolm Jenkins, who's doing a slot blitz, and Zeke saves the play because Dak's got one rusher in his face who he can account for with vision. But then on his blind side, Jenkins is coming unblocked through the hole, and Zeke throws a shoulder into him and gives Dak just enough time to get this ball off. Um, yeah, it's, it's what do you call a, a zero blitz or zero coverage where they literally just man everyone up. I mean, they yep. pretty much, uh, Madden players, you may know this as an engage eight. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. bring the house. Um, yep. And so Dak just kind of wings what he can, gets it out there. Uh, something else I thought was funny about this goat was they asked Amari Cooper about it. And I think Amari's throwing some shade again at Linehan. I already read you his previous quote. Did you hear what he said about this one right after the game? No, I didn't. 
So he said the play call was a slant. And once again, he's like, man, we'd, we've been running slants a lot. They knew he was running slants a lot. So I try to run like – if you watch me run the route, he's like, I try to fake outside first. He's like, I yeah. try to set him up for the fade and then come back in. But, you know, he's still kind of sitting on the slant. But, you know, lucky, you know, uh, Dak, you know, put the ball, got tipped, and I was able to get it. So I just thought it was a little shade there too that he was saying. They were hey. on slants and we were running slants. So, so – and Rosal Douglas is actually playing good coverage here. He gets a hand on the ball, takes a great bounce, pops up about a foot and a half in the air. Amari snags it out of the air, turns around, and runs it in for the game-winning touchdown. And that is how this one would end. 29-23, Dallas escapes with one. These are two games in a row that have just given me a heart attack, but... I'm so glad I've been watching them in public, man, because people just flipping out, man. People at this bar were going nuts, dude. Everyone's high-fiving. Um, That's awesome. Hey, man. I mean, uh, if I'm you know going through defense, like I said, great for three quarters, but then Amari um, Cooper, man, really took over. Dak showed a lot of resolve. Um, I'm sure you've seen this, Andy, but we'll go ahead and read his fourth quarter and overtime stats, which sound – like a video game i didn't even you know watching this he missed a few of these throws too but yeah he was 17 of 20 for 243 yards three touchdowns no interceptions and yeah he would end the day 42 of 54 which is a cowboys record for completions for 455 which is the third most yards any cowboys quarterback has ever thrown for and the most in a win the only two games more than him were a game by troy that he lost and the Tony Romo Peyton Manning game that Tony lost. That was a hell of a game. Um, so Dak goes 42 of 54 for 455, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and three sacks. Elliott goes for 113 yards uh, on the ground on 28 touches. He also got 79 receiving yards on 12 care on 12 catches. And Amari, uh, 13 targets. 10 catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns. So the Cowboys have a 400-yard passer, a 100-yard rusher, and a 200-yard receiver in the same game and get 29 points. They outscore Philly or outgain Philly by 300 yards of offense in this one. So, you know, hell of a win. Um, now improved to 6-1 and one at home, which is good because we'll probably be hosting a first-round playoff game, knock on wood, unless we do something crazy. Um, your magic number now becomes one to clinch the division, uh, one win from you or one loss from Philly and or Washington. Um, I think Washington's pretty much out of it because they're just so beat up at this point. But well, what a game. Philly playing the Rams with no wins is probably a pretty bad situation for them as well. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, hell of a game, man. I, I it's crazy. You know, we read off those numbers from Dak and it just seemed like he had such a poor game, but you know, it's never pretty, but he got the job done and, and that's what counts. And we're eight and five. And now they have Garrett, Garrett said it. Garrett said it. Well, he said, you, there's one thing you can't take away from this quarterback. He's one tough son of a bitch. And that's yeah. definitely the truth. Um, so the Cowboys, they continue to roll, um, but they're coming up this coming week against a pretty hot team in their own right. Um, the deceptively seven and six Colts, uh, they are four and two at home. They're coming off of a win that ended the longest winning streak in the NFL this year over the Houston Texans. Um, Andrew Luck is playing 
MVP caliber ball. He's thrown 34 touchdowns. Um, I'll say that, you know, other than that, I'm not super, super scared of what the Colts bring to the table, but they have an incredibly cohesive defense that's played really well together. Um, Former Cowboys defensive assistant is their defensive coordinator. They run a very similar system to the Dallas Cowboys. You'll see a lot of formations and scheme um, from the pre-Richard era uh, that will be very recognizable. Um, Marlon Mack has, has been a, a very good running back when he's been on the field and T Y Hilton and Eric Ebron have both been very effective weapons this year for Andrew Luck. Um, the Colts open as a three point favorite at home against the Cowboys. Uh, Ben, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I was a bit shocked to see this open as a, uh, three point favorite Colts. It's dropped, I think to 2.5 now that I just saw it. Um, you know, we don't see this team a lot. You know, last time we saw Indy was four years ago, that 2014 season, where we just beat the dog shit out of a good playoff team. Um, that was kind of when Dallas was flying its highest that year in 2014. Yep. I don't think you'll quite see a repeat of that, but overall I'm just not very scared of this team. Andrew Luck's a hell of a quarterback having a great season. It's good to see him back in the league. I mean, it looked like for a while he might never come back, at least never come back as Andrew Luck. Yeah. And he hasn't. You know, they have an okay running attack. Uh, T.Y. Hilton can certainly get behind you. Um, Ebron has been way more than anything he ever did in Detroit. He's been a stud. He had, he's had more touchdowns in 13 games in Indy than he had in 56 games in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure Lions fans are pissed about that, but I, I just don't, I'm not too threatened by this team. Um, I know they just beat Houston too, who is coming off seven wins. So that's, you know, it's a nice win for them. They've won, I think what I say, six of the last seven. Uh, yep. They've been pretty hot. I'm going to take Dallas. Ultimately, I think we have the better run game and we have the better defense. So if it does get to crunch time, I just like our odds. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, these these guys have – the Colts have two areas of weakness on defense. One is that they've had people have good against them. And the second is they don't have uh, a truly elite lockdown. Um, so I expect Zeke and Amari to both have good games. Um, you know, they did just beat Houston 24, 21, and they beat some impressive teams, but two weeks ago, this team lost six to zero in a shutout to the Jacksonville Jaguars who Mm -hmm. have pretty much been shown to be a pretty terrible squad most of the time. Um, so I'm with you. I'm, I'm not overly concerned about this game. I hope the team doesn't have the same attitude I do. I think they need to take this game really seriously. I think it's the biggest challenge they have left on the schedule. Um, and it'd be nice to just lock down the playoffs, um, with a win at noon on Sunday rather than having to worry about, I mean, not that they have to worry, but you know, you just don't want any questions. I would like to think this team has gotten hot at the right time that they have momentum. Um, you know, I want it to be similar to the Colts game in 2014, the lions game in 2016, um, when the team is just rolling, really clicking on offense, defense is playing well. Um, so hopefully those things can work out. It does look like we may have some questions around the health of, uh, Zach Martin. Um, I'm assuming that he will want to play. He's an Indianapolis kid. Uh, he grew up in Indianapolis. I'm sure he wants to play in front of his home t- hometown crowd. Um, but he's also dealing with that sprained MCL. So we're still kind of waiting to see kind of day to day how that is. 
Uh, Tyron Smith also dealing with some stuff. And then Zeke has a little bit of a shoulder thing that's bothering him. So we do have some questions on the injury front. Um, but we, and, but on the other side of the, of the equation, the Colts are also in a similar situation where they're probably their either first or second best offensive line and their center is also, uh, has been out with injury. He's supposed to return this week, but that's not a for sure thing yet. So, um, it should be a good game. I'm really excited. I'm glad it's a noon game so I can just like wake up and watch it. Yeah, no. Uh, do you have a, uh, a projected score for this one? I I think four seventeen. Um, I think we do enough on offense to score. Um, like I said, I'm just not tremendously worried about this defense. We just really haven't given up big points to anyone. Now the Colts have scored a lot of points. They actually had a five week stretch this season where they didn't give up a sack for five weeks. So um, there's a good old line. That's where the battle is going to be. Can tank Randy uh, Malik Crawford, can those guys get pressure on on Andrew Luck? Because if not, he can carve you up. But I think they do. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think we hold them under twenty. And um, Zeke has another monster day. Totally agree. Um, I'm going to project a little bit bigger victory. I'm going to say thirty-one okay. seventeen. Okay. Uh, I think the Cowboys. Um, they've got. I think they've they've really started to put some things together. I think this is the week we see a big touchdown to Gallup. I think Amari continues his tear, and I think Zeke has a great game. Um, and defense does their thing as the new doomsday. They're doing their thing. So I'm stoked. Um, ben, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? Yes, I hate when the team looks ahead, but since we do not play for the Dallas Cowboys football, despite numerous offers I've received, um, I just focus on the pod, you know, focus on my work. Um, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you stayed down to earth, man. Fame hasn't yeah. gotten to you. Yeah, I do want to look ahead though uh, about the playoff picture. So right now, Dallas is the four seed and look to be the division winner of the NFC East. As I said, we can just about clinch it with a win and a Philly loss, which. Sounds like it's a good chance to happen as they play the Rams. Exactly. So right now, we'd be the four seed, and in all likelihood, there's another team that's the five seed that's probably going to be the top wild card team goat, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that too. Um, I I, I actually kind of welcome that matchup. I know Russ can be dangerous. I know we lost this team earlier in the year. Um but a big piece of that loss to the Seahawks was a certain super baller safety that had multiple takeaways. Um, I think that uh, without Earl Thomas, I want to see us win this game. And I think it would be really great for Earl to get to see his new team beat his old team. So I'm, I'm down for that matchup. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're not going to get any easy matchups, unfortunately. I hate playing Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks, especially someone who's had as much experience as Russ, who I don't think has lost. Russ in the hall? I think so, man. He's got a ring and another. He's got a shit ton of wins. I think it's all said and done. He's in the hall. All right. I'd rather play him than Aaron is all I'm saying. Oh, I know. I know. He's not Aaron, but nobody is. Um, That being said, I mean, Russell's who I hope Dak becomes. I just don't think he ever will. But that's who I hope he is in the later stages of his career. 
Uh, now the six seeds, the Vikings, they're six, six, and one. The Seahawks are eight and five, and the Seahawks just beat the Vikings. They've got uh, tiebreakers over everybody. Yeah, they got tiebreakers over the Panthers, who lost again. They got tiebreakers over uh, the Vikings, who they just beat. They have a tiebreaker over Dallas, if it came to that. Uh, I think they beat Philly too. Um, so Seattle's just they're they're a tricky team, but that's most likely going to be the five seed. They're not going to be the one or two seed because they've already the Rams have already clinched that division. Um, the Vikings are the six. I don't think they can catch the Seahawks, but we could catch the Bears for the three seed. Um, the Bears are nine and four. We're eight and five, so we'd have to gain two games on them. I think by NFC schedule or NFC wins losses that tiebreaker. Um, would you rather play the Vikings or the Seahawks? Probably the Vikings. Honestly, um, they've got more problems, and yeah, they've been oddly off kind of bad and i know we can whoop on Kirk cousins so i'll take our chances there he's never beaten dallas so do you know that the, do you know never that the eagles have never yeah. beat zeke elliott yeah i saw that which awesome. is funny is zeke's never lost to the eagles Kirk cousins has never beaten dak dak's and... only lost one game to the redskins in his career oh yeah that was right I was, I was thinking about Kirk. Yeah, I forgot they changed QBs. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, that's still a really good team. Um, but it's looking good, man. I I don't mind either of those matchups. The one and two seed are pretty much set at this point. In the Saints and the Rams, we already beat the Saints, but it's a whole another ordeal when you're playing in the Superdome if we ever get that far. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. I I finally have some hope with this team. It's, it's so weird for us to even be talking about this, given where we were five weeks ago. I remember where, I mean, we were both were super negative. You were just like, nothing about our team is cool. There's no emotional connection to this team <laughs> at this point. I was, I was ready to stop watching them completely. Um, so it's, it's just awesome to have football be a little bit fun again, to have the Cowboys be in the thick of it, they look like they're going to the playoffs. They're playing really well, and they can clean up some stuff in the red zone um, and limit the turnovers. I mean, I think this team could do some serious damage. I saw Bill Parcells on the Rich Eisen show the other day say that uh, he thinks Dallas is going to be a tough out, and could, this could be the team. So that'd be amazing. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun, you know, and I don't, I don't know if we have enough firepower in the end to beat up Saints or Rams or Chiefs team that's clicking, but you have a really damn good defense that keeps everybody pretty low. And only got, team in the NFL to not give up more than 28 points this year. And you have an all world running back who doesn't get enough credit for how freaking awesome he is week in, week out. So that's really all I had left, Goat. I don't know if you have anything, but. We're, no, we're, that's we're close, it. man. One win away from Jason Garrett's third straight winning season. <laughs> Pretty much ensuring that he keeps <laughs> his job. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton. Uh, I guess I just want to apologize to my wonderful fiance who had to put up with me screaming at the television and scaring her dog during this game. Um, I love you, baby. I'm sorry. So that is kind of all I have. Uh, I guess uh, that will kind of wrap it up for this addition we're so stoked to have another win we'll be back uh next week after the game against the colts to discuss uh our upcoming matchup with the tampa bay buccaneers um as always guys thank you so much for listening please feel free to rate review like and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get podcasts from be on the lookout for our addition to spotify soon this should be pretty sweet 
Um, and feel free to leave us a comment or a question on our Twitter at BWBB with underscores between all those letters. We love hearing from you guys, especially as we get into the postseason. Um, so as always, guys, thank you so much. This has been Andy Gatelli. Ben Walker, can't wait for that postseason pod. Postseason pod is coming. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. Yeah. Weezy, I Smoking legal. legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Foreign shit running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, this shit is lethal, dog. Who you see? What? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top, it isn't lonely. Everybody acting like they know me.